Welcome back to the Euketropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. It's great to be back. This is season three, episode one, Bob Dylan and the one, two, three, four, five chord progression. Big change in season three. The Euketropolis podcast is now taped live on the first Thursday of every month, and you can join in the fun live. It's free to attend on my YouTube channel the first Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find out how to join if you go to euketropolis.com slash podcast. I hope to see you there. One thing that hasn't changed about the podcast is the format. As always, I'll be taking one student question from eucatropolis.com and expanding on it, just seeing where it leads us, what discoveries we make. And without further ado, let's get right into this week's question. It's actually more of a comment that leads to an interesting train of thought. This comes from Tony. Tony is part of the Jehui Teacher Certification Program, which is the only program of its kind in the world. It's a training program specifically for ukulele teachers who want to raise their level of teaching and tap into a community of other teachers doing similar work, whether that's in private lesson environments, in classroom environments, or in community music environments. There's something for everyone in this course. If you want to be an ukulele teacher, I highly recommend you check out euketropolis.com slash J-H-U-I. Okay, let's jump into the recording of the live stream now and pick up the thread at Tony's comment. Tony is working on a lesson that's all about Roman numerals, right? So Roman numerals in music are a big thing. They represent harmonies. You've probably all heard in a jam session people yelling out numbers like one and four and five, sometimes six. One, four, and five tend to be the most common numbers that you hear yelled out in jam sessions. And, you know, where do those numbers come from? Well, they come from the Roman numerals that we use to indicate harmonies in a particular key. The easiest one to get your head around, of course, is the root harmony, which is the one, and it's the chord that the key is named after. So if I'm in the key of C, well, my one chord is C, not surprisingly. And I always do this with my students. I say, look, if if you have a hand and you know the alphabet, you know, you can figure this out forever and ever. If if you always put the the one chord on your thumb and you say, if 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 C is one then what's two? You know, it's like, not a trick question. D, you know. And if uh, D is two, then what's three? E, and then we go through. F and G are four and five. And for those of you who are really up on your music theory, you'll know that um, D and E are actually minor chords in the key of C. But I don't, usually with students when I'm beginning this conversation, I don't get hung up on that. I just want them to count the root notes starting from the thumb and get the idea that one is the name of the key, five is an extremely important chord, and in the key of uh, C that would be G, and they just start to have this sort of like hand 
abacus for harmony. And if they can start to visualize it and feel it, see it, um, then these harmonies and the way that we describe them in jam sessions and, um, and music classes start to become a little less abstract, a little more real. It's even better if you can play these things as you talk about them, say the one chord. And I hope you have your ukuleles, by the way. Now would be a good time to get your ukulele if you don't have it. The name of the key is C. So the one chord is C. And then as you talk about the four chord, actually go to that F chord. So your students are so really hearing that. As you talk about the five chord, go to the G7. And slowly but surely these these sounds will sink in and the, the relationships that you build with the harmonies in a key will start to sink in. They really become like old friends after a while. You know, when you're in the key of C and then an F chord comes along, and, oh, hello, old friend. <laughs> you know, I've known you for so long. Where have you been? It's nice to see you today. You know, you get to know the character of each of each chord in a key. I would say the four chord, which is F in this case, in the key of C. The four chord is very mellow, a very mellow personality. Like it's the kind of chord that I would love to go and have a coffee with and just talk about life. The four chord is not in a rush to get anywhere. That's what I love about the four chord. It can go back to the one the four and we can just sing, hang out here at the coffee shop you know all day the four is not in a rush it doesn't have a lot going on or maybe it's just very happy with life you know doesn't have to get anywhere doesn't have much to prove the four chord it can go back to the one you could go from the four to the five that four, that four chord F in the key of C is just a jumping off point for so many places. Unlike the five chord, right? Kind of a different personality. The five chord, the five chord is like um, more, more A type. <laughs> like it has, it has a plan <clears throat> for itself. It knows where it wants to be. The five chord, you know, has a five-year plan. It knows where it wants to go. It has ambitions. It has unresolved issues. <laughs> it's a different personality. I like it. I like the five chord. I like G7 in the key of C. But, boy, is it ever a different personality. Not sure if I would just hang out with the five chord. Just, it's more sort of, you know, transactional. It's like, here, you do this thing. You always lead me back to one. You always get me back home. I call you when I have a problem. You always lead me back home. Boom. Thank you very much. Here's a tip. Good night. You know, like I have a different relationship with the five chord than I do with the four chord. And you develop these relationships with all of the steps in the scale, all of the scale notes, all of the chords that are built on those scale notes. I know it sounds kind of like some make-believe fairyland, but... It's true. <laughs> and you just get to know them more and more 
over time. It's like how it's like how kids are so into Pokemon, or maybe it's having a revival right now. I keep hearing about Pokemon. I'm like, how can you know so much about each of these Pokemon characters? I mean, to me, they all kind of look like little drawings on a playing card. I mean, I, I, I don't understand the differences, the subtleties between them, but boy, kids on the playground, they know those subtleties. They know what the difference is between the Pikachu and the whatever the other one is, you know, because they spend time with them all, all, all day long. And if we did that with music, we'd have that same depth of, you know, relationship with the, uh, the sort of, um, the characters that are in the chords. Okay. So <laughs> I love how, uh, Pismo says, uh, I might actually be a five chord. <laughs> yeah. Some of, yeah, some of us are more four, four chords at heart and some of us are more five chords at heart. You know, it's, it's okay. No judgment. Uh, but, but to actually get, you know, this is, you'll learn this about me if you don't know this already. I'm a big one for taking a, taking the, um, long way round. So I haven't even got to the question yet. The, <laughs> the question from Tony is about Roman numerals and saying, the, the, the question goes, this is cool. Honestly, Tony says, I've never studied, uh, let alone taught harmonic theory, but I have taught numbers to students to show them how they can change a key to suit their voice. And your way of explaining it, um, the idea of resolution and tension, um, that's the tonic and the dominant, is he says it's kind of like um it's kind of like a musical narrative arc this is the part that i love about this comment um and it, it it's it's about understanding why certain numbers always sound good together it's also a way of seeing music as more than just notes it's understanding why a great piece of music makes us feel something much like a great story yes the arc the narrative arc of a melody or the narrative arc of a piece of music so much like a story isn't it and when you start in a place and everything's okay it's a sunshiny day it's a bright sunshiny day everything's going right and then something happens and through the you know through the darkness, you can see a little light at the end of the tunnel, and slowly things resolve, and finally we come back home to our little hobbit hole after our big adventure, and everything is good with the world again. You know, music just does that without even trying, without even saying it. In words, music implies all that same kind of narrative structure um, that we get in literature, in movies, in all the kinds of storytelling that we have. Music is just a form of often wordless storytelling. And I love that Tony really focused in on that in this comment. I wanted to sort of expand on that Roman numeral thing with you and, and see, if, see if we can just play a little thing together. Um, there's a, there's a song that I've loved for a long time, but I only learned it yesterday. Like, I, I've loved hearing it. Every time I hear it, I love it. But yesterday, I finally learned it because I had to teach it, right? Isn't that the way that things go so often? And the song is by Bob Dylan. It's called, um, it's called I Shall Be Released. And 
it dovetails perfectly with the conversation that we're having right now about Roman numerals. So let me show you what I mean. Because there's only so much you can talk about this stuff, and then you just have to do it. So why don't we play together on C. Now, if we're going to go through not just four and five, not just skip to our favorite chords, or the most common ones, if we're actually going to step through and learn each of the Roman numerals in a key, after C would come D minor, as it turns out. We don't have to get into why it's minor at this point. Probably the easiest way to say why that's D minor is if you only have the notes from the C scale and you start to build a chord on D, you're going to have D, F, and A, and using only the notes of the C scale, you will only be able to make a D minor chord. You won't be able to make any other kind of D chord. That's just, those are all the building blocks that you have. Sorry, you don't have the full set. You're only able to make this D minor chord because we're only dealing with notes in the key of C. And if that doesn't make sense, then that's not really important right now. What's important is D minor is the second chord in the key of C. What's the third chord? Well, C, D, E minor. Also a minor chord for the same reasons. So if you know E minor, go ahead and play that with me. If you don't know it, it's 0, 4, 3, 2. Those are the names of the frets starting from the ceiling, going down to the floor, 0, 4, 3, 2. And then we get to some familiar territory. The four chord, C, D, E, F. And finally, the five chord, G, or G7. Yeah, I noticed uh, some discussion about, is it G or is it G7, you know? The basis of the five chord is the G chord, just the G, plain and simple. But if you want to make it a little bit more insistent, remember we talked about the personality of the five chord, that it has some unresolved issues. If you want to really bring out that tension within the five chord, G, then you could um, make it a G7, and it will even highlight more what the purpose of a G harmony is, and that is to resolve. Back to C. Now, we've only gone for the, the, uh, the first five steps of this scale. C, D minor, E minor, F, and G. And those in Roman numerals would be 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. But even with that segment of the scale, we can play some really beautiful music. And I sort of accidentally stumbled on this one yesterday when I was teaching this very concept. So why don't we um, find a song <laughs> where we can put these first five chords of the scale to good use. I'll play and sing it once so it's in your ear, and then we can try it together. Let's see, the, the chorus is the part that I love so much. What is it? Um, oh yes. Oh yes. 
goes like this. I see my light come shining in From the west down to the east Any day now Any day now I shall be Isn't that a great melody? I just love this melody. And when I realized by looking at the sheet music that it's a one, two, three, four, five progression, I mean, what a gift. One, two, three, four, five. This is the genius of Bob Dylan that we get such a moving and beautiful melody and it makes a great learning moment. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, the pedagogue. Let's try it together. Strum with me on C. C, 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 then D minor here. E minor, F, G, and C. Try it again. Stay on C, then D minor for a bit. E minor, F, G, and C. Okay, so the chords come a little quicker as we get through the phrase. And this is, again, this is the, the intuitive kind of musical genius of, of Bob Dylan, that he's, uh, that he's speeding up what we call the harmonic rhythm as we get through the line. So at first, it's quite static, isn't it? Stays on C for a bit, then D minor for a bit, but now he cranks up the heat. Just two strums, and then one strum on each. It's almost, it's almost a, I don't know, it's almost geometric, the way it works. You know, so like four strums on each, then two, then one, and as that momentum builds through the line. Let's try it one more time, just because it's so great. <laughs> Here we go. Starting on C. C, 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 C chord, then D minor here. Now E minor, then two strums, F and G. Back to C. One more time to D minor. Now get ready, E minor, then F, G, C. And speaking of resolution, right? Speaking of how the five chord wants to resolve its issues and come back home to the one chord, back home to C. I think you feel that there, there's an. I was just sitting at the piano this morning, playing this song over and over, trying to sink further and further into the um, into the journey that um, that that Bob Dylan is leading us on. And there's something so so very satisfying about 
resolving to the one at the end of that harmonic buildup. And it, it aligns with the lyric, doesn't it? I shall be released. I mean, it's just an incredible idiom that he's invented. It sounds like it's a thousand years old. Any day now, I shall be released. I mean, I would believe you if you said that had been found written on a scroll in, you know, in an ancient village a thousand years ago. There's something timeless about any day now, any day now, I shall be released. And when you get to the word released, that's when he lands you back in your feather bed on the one chord. And there's just everything clicks. And you don't have to sit there and analyze it to know that everything clicks. You just feel it. Let's, let's do that. Let's, let's finish this segment by playing together on the chorus here, I Shall Be Released, starting on C. What a wonderful gift of a song, but also a wonderful gift of a, a learning moment. Here we go. One, two, one, two, here we go, and I see my light come shining in from the west down to the east. Any day now, any day so much more to that song. Uh, in, in one way, there's so much more to the poetry, but in the other way, there's nothing more to the chords. That chord progression goes the entire time, and so I encourage you to make that part of your practice this uh, month and to make that song part of your repertoire forever. <laughs> it's going to be part of my repertoire now forever. It's just one of the greats. So I hope you enjoyed that. And also thank you to Tony for the question uh, that sparked this train of thought about Roman numerals. And I hope that gives you, Tony, a little more to work with as you're teaching Roman numerals. A wonderful song that follows a one, two, three, four, five chord progression. Pretty cool. Thanks for tuning in to the Eucatropolis podcast. My name is James Hill, and I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with a new episode, more real ukulele answers to real ukulele questions. In the meantime, you can always find me at eucatropolis.com. Stop by and check out any number of free sample lessons from the many, many ukulele courses we have there, from absolute beginner all the way through to advanced ukulele, jazz, and beyond. Until the next time, take care and keep on strumming.